I wish somebody would take the next 20 seconds and begin to give them all you got. Chains are falling. The spirit in your life is moving on. The flesh is destroyed in atmospheres like this. Somebody begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Somebody begin to worship him for who he is. this service is 100% up to you. Jesus Christ is a gentleman and he will never force himself upon any of you. But if you will give it all to him tonight, and I understand that this weekend is for our youth and back to school, but with 100% church participation, what could Jesus do if we just said, "I"? it doesn't matter what I'm going through tonight. It doesn't matter who I'm going to be or what it is that I've got going on after service. So I'm going to give you one more opportunity for for 17 seconds and the band's going to play. And I wonder if you lift him up like you've never done before and worship him like you've never done before for your family, for your backsliders in this house. Give it to him. Give it to him, church. Lift him up. Lift him up. Is that all right, church? Is that how you guys do things here? Okay. Everybody look at this real quick. Sorry, you don't have to return back to your seats because you'll probably be praising here in a little bit. What, 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 what's that read there right at the top? What's it say, church? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Say, somebody say it like you're excited about it. All right. Hold up, hold up. Somebody watch this right now. Somebody watch this. Praise ye the Lord. We find in the Old Testament, David goes to a, a king. And then when we, when we look at the story, and I'll spare you the details, but the Bible says that David goes into this king's court and the Bible says that he feigns himself mad remember David goes and he acts like he's crazy let me show you this real quick praise ye the Lord there you want to know what the Hebrew word for that is halal halal 
You want to know what? When David goes into the king court, the Bible says, Halal. I don't think that David goes in there and starts acting crazy and acting like a madman. But Jesus is trying to get us to understand that when you praise the Lord, you've got to have a little bit of crazy inside of you. There's got to be something that doesn't make sense inside of you. That when the world looks at you and the world tries to act, get you to act like they want you to act. You say, I'm crazy for Jesus. You say, this world's not going to begin to understand. You don't know what I've been through. And you don't know why I act like I act. But Jesus, here I am today to act a little crazy. Here I am to get a crazy praise in my spirit. This world ain't going to understand you. This world won't begin to understand and know why you act like you act. But Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. If you've got a crazy praise in your heart tonight, put something in your step. Somebody run. Somebody dance. Somebody act like they ain't ever acted before. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on! We're beginning to break through some things right now. We're beginning to tear down some strongholds right now. With every hand lifted all over this place. There are needs all over this building. I want you to begin. I believe the miraculous is fixing to take place in here. If you'll begin to reach out for him and tell him exactly what you need, Jesus will deliver tonight. Jesus will deliver tonight. Come on, Antioch Church. I wish a, a spirit of intercession for our backsliders, for our prodigals to return, for sickness to leave, for our marriages to be put back together. If you'll reach for him, he'll give it to you. He said, if you'd ask, I'll give it. Come on, Antioch, begin to intercede. Begin to speak in tongues. Begin to pray like you've never prayed. That's it. Keep reaching. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. That's it, don't stop. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. That's it, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody link up with somebody right now. Somebody get with somebody. Young people get together. Find somebody to pray with right now. Jesus is trying to do something in this place. Grab your neighbor. Grab your friend. Begin to pray, church. Begin to pray. God's trying to move in here.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. you tonight. I feel like I got a word for somebody. Is that okay? Is that all right? <clears throat> Turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 3. I'm going to give all the glory and all, all of the, the honor to this first family here and every, all the staff that put together this whole weekend and your kids. What an amazing group of young people. I said what an amazing group of young people. chapter 3 and verse number 14. We'll get right into it. I promise not to preach long if you'll preach with me. Is that okay? Is that a deal? Fair deal? Okay. All right. Good. I don't want to preach long. You know, I normally try and keep it under an hour, but we'll see how that goes. Okay. So the children of Israel served Eglon. Kidding. He got it. Everybody's like, who is this kid? So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehud. Everybody say Ehud. Ehud. The son of Gera, Benjamite, a man left-handed. Everybody say left-handed. And by him the children of Israel sent a president to Eglon, the king of Moab. But Ehud made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, and he did gird it under his raiment upon his right thigh. And he brought the president unto Eglon, king of Moab. And Eglon was a very fat man. And when he had made an end to offer the present, he sent away the people that bear the present. But he himself turned again from the quarries that were by Gilgal and said, I have a secret errand unto thee, O king, who said, Keep silence. And all that stood by him went out from him. And Ehud came unto him, and he was sitting in the summer parlor, which he had for himself alone. And Ehud said, I have a message from God. I have a message from God unto thee. And he arose out of his seat. And Ehud put forth his left hand and took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it into his belly. And the haft also went in after the blade, and the fat closed up upon the blade, so that he could not draw the dagger out of his belly, and dirt came out. I want to preach to you tonight, not about killing somebody, about being left-handed out of this Ehud, the man left-handed. Jesus, we love you. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you've already done. Jesus, what you're going to continue to do in this place, Lord, we know that we're nothing without you, Jesus. And we're just here to give you all the glory and all the honor. God, I pray, Jesus, that you would use us tonight, God, to usher in your presence, God. Jesus, to be what you want us to be in this place, oh God to be what you've called us to be in this place tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
What did the church say? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. On your way down, say, neighbor, you look good. Look good tonight. My uh, growing up, my and still even to this day, I guess, uh, my father had a couple of principles, you know, a couple of them like don't be dumb, don't be an idiot, stuff like that. But um, he would also always tell me, he'd say, Nixon, be different. Don't be like everybody else. Don't, don't, don't you know, don't act the same and, and, and be separate, not even uh, from the world, but even people in the church. Be, be, be different. Don't, don't talk and, and don't be the same as everybody else. Stand out. Be, be what God wants you to be. And so as a little kid and even into my early teens and oh, I guess even into my late teens, I, I took that probably a little too seriously. So I started buying um, stuff like purple shoes and uh, wearing just the most, which, I mean, I don't know what it's like here on the East Coast, but in Mattoon, man, if you walk in with some purple shoes, I mean, we're like a farm town, okay? Sis can tell you back here, like, that doesn't fly. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand that. You walk in purple shoes, they're like, you lose a bet, bro, or what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? And so I, I constantly found myself uh, of trying to be different and, and, and say all, all of these things that I could that would, uh, I, I would almost act weird because it was like, why be outgoing or why be funny because everybody else is, so I'll just be weird. It'd be different. I'll be like, way, di- way different. Way different. Anybody know anybody that's way different? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think that there is uh, power in understanding how God operates. I, I think that they're really, truly understanding. Uh, obviously, we don't know God, and we, we can't even begin to understand it. But I, I think that uh, we have this uh, mindset, or we have this uh, thought process that uh, anybody ever pray, and uh, in the middle of your prayer, you've been praying for like two or three minutes, and you start putting this whole scheme together of how God's going to give you your miracle. Have I ever been there? Be like, I'm going to come down here, I'm going to pray, start speaking in tongues, and pastor's going to float down off them stairs. He's going to lay his hands. My boss is going to text me and tell me that he loves me and say there's a million dollars on the way. I'll pay my tithes and offering, but then we're going to, you know. They say as an evangelist, you don't come and talk about tithes and offering because then everybody turns off to you. That's what they say. I don't know. Anybody ever been there? Come on, can we be a little live in here? Can we be apostolic tonight? Okay, I, I guess I'm just not that spiritual like the rest of you. But oftentimes, you ask Jesus for a miracle, you'll say a couple of things. You'll look at your miracle and you'll say, my God, how did this happen? But then the next thing you'll say is, look what the Lord has done. Look how he brought me out. Look how I was never the same after that. When I wasn't expecting to be different, now I am. Jesus has a way of bringing everything out of left field when you never expected it, when you didn't know how things would shape up, when you didn't know how your family would come home, and you didn't know how your finances would turn out. Everything has a way of working together in a way that you would never expect. Because the problem is that God is not bound by human reasoning. Matter of fact, He is adverse to it. He says, my ways are not your ways. And we should not try and control who God is or what He is doing because what? His thoughts are not our thoughts. This is the same God that took five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 at least. We can't get to this point, Antioch, where we start having this practice church. 
we can't get to this point, Antioch, where we start having practice church and where we think exactly how church should go. And we start thinking exactly when we should sing this song or sing that song or how long prayer should should last. And my God, God forbid we, we don't let prayer bleed on over into service because we've got to sing some solos and the music. Well, it's just got to play. But, but, but man, if we started praying and things got out of control, we'd have to shut it down. Antioch, we can't be practiced. Antioch, we can't be ordinary. God is asking you to be different tonight. Jesus Christ said, don't be like everybody else. Be different. Let me tell you, there's a problem that we have in our churches. Everybody's caught up with these degrees and how, how can I be this uh, physiological, whatever the word is, how, how can I be super smart? Wasn't a word. I know. I don't know the real word. The problem is that the more intelligent we become, the more tempted we are to lean on that intelligence. When What's the Bible say? Lean not. On your own understanding. Is anybody hearing me tonight? You know, I just feel like Jesus is fixing to do something. He's already started it, but I I feel like we're going to get it. It's all right. Just hang on. Let me throw this at you. Observation has never been a good predictor of God's purpose. Say it again for the people in the back. Observation has never been a good predictor of God's purpose. Observation would have left the children of Israel at the Red Sea. Observation would have left Naaman to die in Assyria. Observation would have left David on the backside of a hill. But where observation is not of God, but rather revelation comes in. And where revelation comes in, that's where God says, where you can't, I can. Revelation parts the Red Sea. Revelation tells Naaman to dip seven times. Revelation is where Goliath falls. Revelation is where he feeds the multitude. What do you mean, preacher? That means your current circumstance is not forever. What you're seeing, your marriage doesn't have to fail. Your finances have to fail. You can look at your sickness and say, sickness, flee. You ain't understanding me tonight. I'm here to tell somebody your current situation, what you're observing, what you think is going to happen is not forever. It is not final. But God came and died for your sins and shed his blood. Where you can't, God can. Where you can't, God can. I could talk about being right-handed. I could talk about power and authority. But then I'd also have to talk about convention and common and ordinary and usual. Jesus Christ doesn't do usual. God's kingdom has always been different. That's why when Balaam looked out all over Israel, said the people shall dwell alone and they shall not be reckoned with among the nations. You are a separate people here tonight. Both individually and as a group, you are different. The church is a direct mirror of our Father. That's why the oneness of God, Pastor, is so important. 
Because everybody else in this world, aside from the umbrella of Christianity, even like the Greeks and the Romans and the Egyptians, and you have Zeus and Poseidon and Hades and, and all these different gods. That's why the oneness of God is so particular. Because it truly sets us apart. And that's why the church is so distinct. Because you're a direct reflection of your father. Because your father said, I refuse to be like anything else that's going to come in this world. I refuse to be usual. I refuse to be casual. Refuse to be ordinary. You're a direct reflection of the oneness of God here tonight. There's none like our God. He stands alone in heaven. He kills and he makes life. He wounds and he heals. Neither is there any that can deliver out of his hand. You're different here tonight. You're different. See, Jesus, he picked administrations that would specifically offend the fire out of your flesh. I talked about it in the youth class this morning. Anybody ever been trying to testify or witness to somebody and said, Hey, can you just speak in tongues for me? Say something to me. Anybody ever been there? I've been there. With some of my classmates one time, and they said, Hey, just speak in tongues and just say, uh, I love you, Jesus, or something like that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I can't. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know how to do that. Anybody ever been there before? Jesus said, I, I, I want you to be a little different from what the rest of the world decides to do. He picked these administrations. Worshipping, running around a church, dancing, rolling on the floor, swinging from the chandeliers. It's not going to make sense. It's not going to. Yelling, screaming, worshipping. It's not supposed to make sense. Speaking in tongues, going underwater and being held under for a little bit. If your pastor doesn't like you, he holds you under a little bit longer. It's not supposed to make sense, Antioch. And the reason is because your flesh is not of God. When you're constantly operating in the flesh, that's why. When you start getting carnal, you start finding yourself sitting way in the back. And you start finding yourself get real quiet. And all of a sudden, it's, it's not cool anymore to jump up and down. It's not cool anymore to raise your hands because who does that? Jesus Christ picked you to be different and so are his administrations. You want to be like Jesus Christ? Start speaking in tongues. You want to be like Jesus Christ? Start running around the church. Start dancing. I wish somebody do right now, be real honest with you. I wish somebody would dance and would show Jesus, I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm going to be different. Young people, I wish you'd get a dance in your step. They're going. They're listening. I wish somebody follow them right now. I would go ahead, young. Go ahead, young man. You're different. You're different. You're different. Oh, thank God for the young people, but I wish we had some elders, some parents that would show our kids how to worship, how to be different. You're different, church. You're different. You're different. Don't try and understand why you feel the way you feel. Don't try and understand why you dance like you dance. 
That's it. That man's got his son running around the church. That's how you show it. That's how you show it. Mama, daddy, take a hold of your kids. Show them how to be different. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. There's nothing more discouraging for these people on these first couple of rows right here than to look behind them and see mom and dad sitting there like that. You want to talk about sending a mixed message when you're young people running around the church giving God all the glory, praising, doing what they ought to do, letting the Spirit lead them, and they look around and maybe some of their, their parents, their elders, the ones they look to are going... Let me tell you, Jesus Christ is trying to do something in here tonight. Uh, The next little bit, can we get 100% participation? I don't even have a voice anymore. I showed it to you earlier. David said, I'm going to be mad in the king's court. I don't care who's watching. going to do it. Psalms 150. Next chapter. I I can't let it go. Praise and worship. It's what makes us different. You don't see any other churches running. You don't see any other churches dancing. It's what makes us different. Psalms chapter 150, please. Man, I need a voice here. Can I talk to you? Can you maybe give me some more here? Do I do that? Praise you the Lord. All right, sorry. Next verse, please. Ooh, that's a little high. <clears throat> Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Next verse. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Next verse. Praise him with the timbrel and with the dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and the organs. Next verse. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon... If you want it, God will give it to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. Watch this, watch this. Praise, verse 5, sorry. Praise him upon the loud symbols. Church is supposed to be quiet, is what they're telling me. <clears throat> I got any apostolics in here. Praise him upon the high sounding symbols. Listen to this, verse number 6. Let everything, let everything, let everything.
ahead, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gus. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're not worried about what time it is. We're not worried about who's watching. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Listen to this, Antioch. Listen to this. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Listen to this. Listen to this. Sorry, we're fixing to have our time to run. Get ready. Get ready. You don't. You won't want to sit down because you'll be right back. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That let there. Is very specific. I find, so I'm just uh, dissecting everything, I guess. That let there is a specific word in the Hebrew text. We find it another time in scripture. Want to know what it is? I'll tell you for free. <clears throat> Ready? Let there So hang on, hang on. Come on. We think that when we say, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, it's a suggestion. Hey, if you want to, if you feel like it, if the church is the perfect temperature inside, but that let is the same let where God himself said, let there be light let there be light let there be light let everything let everything let everything let everything let everything Let there be light. Let there be freedom in this place. Let there be deliverance in this place. Let strongholds fall in this place. Let sickness cease in this place. All right. Okay. We're we got about we got about forty percent participation, right? About forty percent. You're okay. Thirty-seven. I'm gonna give you my last one. I, I, I've so far gone from my notes. Is that okay? Is that okay? All right. Okay. I give you one more thing. Give you one more thing. And if you can't worship to this, I'll quit. Sorry. I find out in the morning. You never have to see me again. Who knows who Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were? Okay, I got them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <clears throat> Getting ready to get thrown in the fiery furnace, right? Everybody remember this story? Okay. The priest would wear, Pastor, you know this. <clears throat> the priest would wear a vest, the urim and the thummim. 
have 12 stones on it, right? Each stone represented a tribe. And, man, I'm sorry, my voice. Don't, it's going to be on the live stream. It's okay, everybody, let me know. 12 stones signify each tribe. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know from Jewish history and Jewish teachings, they're from the tribe of, can you guess it? Judah, right. I know you're a very educated church. They might know what Judah means by any chance. Okay, yeah, yep, correct. Each of those stones have very specific significance because I don't think that Jesus Christ says anything by accident. Amen? Amen. Amen. And on this priest's vest, the stone that would represent the tribe of Israel, or the tribe of Judah, sorry, was an emerald. Okay? Like a green, like a green emerald. <clears throat> Excuse me. An emerald is not like gold, where if you put it in some fire, that it brings out all the impurities, and it totally changes it, and it makes it its purest form, right? That's what it does to gold. You'll never guess what it does to an emerald. Ready? Nothing. I think some of you got it there. It doesn't matter how hot, how much you turn it up. An emerald isn't going to be affected by some fire. So what I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego begin to understand is that as long as I'm being like my tribe says to be, as long as I'm praising, as long as I'm worshiping, there's not a fire in hell that can touch me through all of my imperfections. Through all of my insignificance, if I'll praise, if I'll worship, there's not a fire that can touch me. Antioch Church, begin to beat from the tribe of Judah, where your life is in a mess, and where you're being marched to the fiery furnace. Jesus is trying to get you to understand today, that if you'll be different, and you won't be like everybody else, you're fireproof. You're different. You're different. You're different. You're different. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody lift your voice in this place. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Some of you are learning how to be different right now. Somebody you're learning how to be left-handed right now. Apostolics, we ain't normal. Stop trying to fit in with everybody. I mean, I can stand up here and keep preaching, but the bottom line is you're going to end up in this altar one way or the other. So it can be now or later. You get out of this service what you put into it. If you're worshiping, Jesus is going to give you a miracle. If you're praising, Jesus will touch your body. If you're praising... Jesus will put your life back together. If you're praising, the miraculous will take place. Some of you are learning how to dance through the fire. Some of you have been put in the fiery furnace. And all you know to, how to do is dance. I wish we'd get some people in here that have been thrown in the fire. And this world has turned it up seven times. And all you know how to do is worship. When you're on your last leg and when you don't know what else to do, Jesus said dance, worship, praise. I feel like Jesus just told me that he wants to do the miraculous right now. If you've got a need in your body, if you need the miraculous to happen in your situation, raise your hand right now. We've got hands all over this building. I need somebody to link up with this, these people and begin to praise your way through your miracle. Let's begin to link up Antioch Church. Jesus wants to do it right now. There's hands up. Keep your hands up if you need a miracle right now in your body. If you've got a sickness or a situation in your home, lift up your hands. Everybody find somebody to pray with here. Come on, young men. Young men, I need some guys praying over here. Young men, I need some guys praying over here.
Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. You're fighting the flesh tonight. Keep going after it, Antioch. and you're wondering what all this is about and you're wondering why we dance and why we worship the way that we do and you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues you don't know anything about this I'm inviting you to come up here to the front and we've got people that will pray with you is there anybody in the building that needs and wants the Holy Ghost tonight that wants to know what this experience is all about it's not about joining the church it's not about is there anybody in the building that needs the Holy Ghost tonight? church if you're done praying find somebody to pray with let's do this as a church let's let's come together as a church if you're not praying for anybody you're not praying yourself find somebody to pray for find somebody to pray with ask them what their need is begin to operate in the holy ghost here tonight let the gifts of the spirit be in operation tonight <laughs> 